Welcome, professional wrestling fans, the PW Fan. The PW Fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by fans for the fans. And thank you for joining us. This is episode 88. I am your host, the grumpy old school wrestling fan, collector, barber, and musician, Talk Wrestling, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the architect of pro wrestling podcast, Funko Pop Collector, Booker, Andy. I'm also your host, the no-selling wrestling indie fan and football lover, Jeremy. All right, boys. Well, we got a good show today. Uh, we're going to start a little depressing. We're going to be talking about Dark Side of the Ring, but then we swear, stick around. It's going to pick up, and we're going to end on a high note. Uh, so we're going to go over the Graham Dynasty Dark Side of the Ring episode today. We're going to talk the crumble of the bloodline. It's the end, guys. Uh, the debut episode of Collision, CM Punk, and more. But first, and I want to tell you guys some exciting news. Right now, go to youtube.com backslash at the PW fan pod and hit subscribe where we would uh, appreciate that very much. We no longer have to do the long-winded intro. Uh, it's you, youtube.com backslash at the PW fan pod. Our page will pop right up. Hit that subscribe button. It uh, really helps us out. If uh, you're listening on Spotify or Apple, like and leave a uh, review. Uh, reviews are always appreciated, and it goes a long way to help us out. If you want to really go a long way in supporting us, we got merch on ProWrestlingTees.com backslash the PW fan with five different shirt designs, black and white, bunch of different cool stuff, some Booker Andy stuff, some Pod Logo stuff. Um, yeah, and uh, so that takes care of the big intro. I'm just excited we uh, can just tell people to go to that URL now on YouTube, and boom, we're good to go. Uh, Andy? I'm going to pass it over to you. we got a lot to talk about today. So I guess you want to get started with Dark Side of the Ring, huh? Yep. As Tim said, uh, we're going to start a little depressing with the new episode, Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, so this is the third episode. Last week we talked about the first two, which was Chris ba- uh, Candido. I almost said Bandido. <laughs> Chris Candido and uh, uh, Sonny from WWE, Tammy Lynn uh, Sitch, Stitch. Tammy Is it Stitch. Stitch or Sitch? Sitch. Sitch. And then uh, the second episode was on Magnum TA. This week's episode was on the Graham Dynasty from Florida. Um, I'm actually going to pass it over to you guys because you guys watched it more recently than me. I watched it a week ago. Jeremy, you watched it this morning. Um, oh, yeah. If you want to just guys say your thoughts. I will be honest with I I will be honest with you because I already knew a lot of the story. I have not watched the Graham one yet, but I did watch the Chris Candido one in full. So you know, um, but I mean, I know the story of the Graham one. But if Jeremy wants to talk about the actual, you and Jeremy want to talk about the actual episode, I'll let you guys actually do the breakdown. But I, can I did watch the Candido. Then... Yeah, well, I did watch the Candido yeah, one, Andy, so I, I can uh, I can contribute. Well, we, already, we talked about the other two last week, so we're just going to talk about the Graham Dynasty this week. Um, and Tim actually kind of talked a little bit about the Graham Dynasty when we ended the episode last week. But Yeah, I mean, I knew I knew the tragedy. I knew the story. I was showing Andy video. I was showing Andy Mike Graham stuff last week when he was over for Collision. So, I mean, I, I, I know what's up, you know. 
so fill in any any holes in my summary, but so Eddie Graham uh, was a wrestler, and uh, um, I'm trying. To, I can't. Don't remember what ter- territory you started in, but he would end up teaming with Doctor. Uh, uh, what's Bruce Pritchard's brother's name? Tom. Oh, Doctor Tom, Tom, Tom Pritchard. Oh no no. Sorry, you're guys. thinking of. I was about to say you're thinking of Chris yeah, Candido, no, that was Chris brother. Candido. No, but uh, okay. So Eddie Graham took um, his gimmick from. Uh, they called him Superstar Doctor Something, but it's not Superstar Billy Graham or anything to be uh, not to be confused it's very informative. with. But, um, <laughs> look, guys, I told you it was. Jeremy, you want to fill it? I was just fun watching you do this. Um, do, no, we, so they're I, I down in we, Florida. I don't think we need to get that detailed. He sta- He was. He was the promoter of championship yeah, yeah. wrestling for Florida. He teamed up with. Well, he teamed yeah. up with Jerry Graham, and his real last name was not Graham, but that's how he got the last name Graham was from teaming with right. Dr. Jerry Graham, and then he ended up starting or working in Florida, and then eventually taking over the. Uh, the territory company. Yeah, he had a son named Mike Graham who also. He also he had a son named Mike Graham who also became a wrestler, um, and worked with his father a little bit, but Mike Graham never got that that big. Um, Eddie Graham, when he retired, had some demons and an alcohol problem, and eventually would end up uh, committing suicide. And then you had Mike Graham, whose son, uh, a couple years later, would end up taking his own life, ultimately leading to Mike Graham himself taking his own life. Yeah. Um, and then, so his, Mike Graham's grandfather, they, then they said at the end of the episode, towards the, or towards the end, that he actually committed suicide as well, and so did his brother, so his, you know... Um, his grand-uncle. Uncle, yeah. So it was a... Hereditary thing. Yeah, it uh, was not an uplifting episode. Yeah. The daughter but, of Mike Graham uh, is still alive, and she had a lot to contribute in the episode. Uh, yeah, she finished it strong, as in like she was being very positive, and she was trying to break that cycle, which I thought was yeah, really she nice. was like it ends with them, and yeah, and awesome. um, but the two things that I um, so the one thing I guess the, in the towards the beginning when they're talking about the the um, wrestling school part. Um, was that I forget the guy's name that was talking, but he said they made him do uncomfortable things, like training people. And then they asked, like, well, what was one of them? He's like, it would make people make me break people's bones to train them. Oh. And they showed like you know that clip of like him doing like an arm bar or whatever, and yeah. like break his arm. Um, and they talked about because oh, it was Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, he's he's like this is my job, and he's like they're taking money away <laughs> yeah. from my me and my family if I don't do this. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's crazy. It was a little dark. I mean, the whole thing's dark. Yeah. It's dark side of the ring. Um, yeah, but then the other part I thought was interesting was the uh, Dusty Rhodes part, where when they said he left and he took like half the. That was the downfall. Basically. They were saying that was kind of the downfall of the championship wrestling in Florida. Yeah, which I didn't know that part about, like this story. Mm-hmm. Dusty Rhodes was involved in it. But I thought that was like a part that I never heard of Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, there was that. Um, trying to think of, of of what else 
we could add to it. Um, yeah, man. I mean, it was just super sad. It was like you're watching and you're just like one suicide after another after another. You know, the brother, the son of Mike Graham died and the daughter was like, it has to end with him. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I know. And then his wife left the room one day and then came back and like heard a gunshot and he just like shot himself with a head in the head with like a shotgun or something like yeah and she was like i'll spare you the details of like what they saw and i was like oh my i like i can't even imagine that yeah it was uh and i forget who it was like the other guy said like you know if that was him he found him then he would have just done the same because he couldn't take that so mike graham uh the dad mike graham uh the father of the son that first killed himself he he's the one that said uh you're lucky i didn't find him because i would have killed myself right then and there and then he would end up killing himself um yeah so yeah i mean tragic episode i don't want to go too much more into unless you got something else to add no i was gonna ask tim if he knew more about like that dusty roads part because i thought that was like the interesting part it wasn't like too dark it was just like the dusty leaving and kind of taking a bunch of wrestlers with him to uh, might have been Jim Crockett, which turned to NWA. Yeah, yeah uh, I mean, I don't know any, like, the specifics about it. I, I've heard, like, vaguely the story that Dusty had a group of guys and that they went up to North Carolina. Um, I'm trying to think of anything specific. No, I mean, any, my only thing to add on to this whole thing is the only other family I guess I can compare to in wrestling is the Von Erich family, who they did a Dark Side episode on. Uh, but that only was awful a, too. Yeah, only a few of those guys committed suicide. A couple of the other ones died of different circumstances. So, yeah, it's just bummer. So they're making a movie Sad. about called Iron Claw. Yeah, I I mean I'm definitely gonna watch it. It's just gonna be brutal. Um, next week's Dark Side of the Ring is on Doink the Clown. Um, which I'm sure that's gonna be. Hmm. I'm really Bummer confused well. about how, how how they're gonna make a doink the clown. Andy, it's episode. called Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, you're confused about what? I'm not. I don't really understand how uh, like how much meat on the bone is gonna be there for the doink the clown episode. But I guess we will find out. Maybe. So it I says Matt Bourne. Matt Bourne, the man behind Doink the Clown, lived a life of unhinged violence and substance abuse until his shocking death. Left his family questioning if it really was an accident. So that's what we are in for next week. Fun times. Fun stuff, guys. All right. Let's 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 ramp it back up to the positiveness and get into Raw. Raw this past week opened up with Rhea Ripley receiving her new title. <laughs> just like the Oscar one, it looks just like the other uh, men's main title, the Seth Rollins' World Heavyweight Championship, but with a white strap, which they seem to want to do for the ladies. And you know what I don't like is that they did this, like, they did the men's before this, so it makes it look like it's copying the men's, even though they probably had it made at the same exact time. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're making it seem like a secondary to men's. Well, it's just, like, also, like, Literally, the SmackDown before this Raw, Asuka gets her title, and then Rhea gets her title. Asuka's is a copy of Roman's. 
And then Maria yeah. is just a copy of Seth's. Right. Like, can't do, like, like, how many people, how many designers do they have? They have so many people to create something. So, um, I hope I'm getting this right. Rhea's championship is the WWE Women's That's, World. Yeah, because the same as Seth. Or the, yeah, Women's, but they're not calling it heavyweight. It's the Women's no, World, World Cha- championship. championship. And then Asuka's is the women, WWE Women's Championship. You're right, yeah. So there's a WWE and a World, right? Yeah. Um, okay, so while she's still in the ring with Dominic, Cody comes out. And Cody and Dom have an exchange of insults, which uh, I believe they announced it there where he challenged him. We yeah. are going to have yep. at Money in the Bank. Yep. At Money in the Bank, we are going to have Cody Rhodes versus Ugh. Dominic Mysterio. How do you guys this. feel about that? Money in the Bank, <laughs> Cody Rhodes, Dominic Mysterio. I don't like it. Um, I know like Cody just needs a win. Cody but. needs a win after the Brock loss. Yeah, I mean, both these guys are super over, right? So this is kind of like filler. In different ways, like, yeah. <laughs> I, don't fe- I, don't, I don't think this is anything long-term. Hopefully this is just get Cody that win that you guys are talking about, and then let's, let's get on the road to something else. Maybe they're just trying to buy a little time to f- figure out what's next for him. I don't know. Or maybe Brock comes back at like at Money in the Bank and you know something Makes happens to Dom, so Dom wins. wins. Oh. Yeah, I could I could go a little I could go Jeremy. for a little bit. I could yeah. go for a little bit more Brock and uh, and uh, Cody. You know maybe well, one they, one. They still gotta have the third match. More. Yeah, they gotta do the third. No, still. yeah, because they did. They each have one win over one another, so it'll be some yeah. the same. They'll save for the big one. Yeah. Um. All right, pushing onward, we had a Becky Lynch segment. Uh, before I believe she had a match after this. Yeah, so she wanted to do a deliver a promo before her match. Um, talked about wanting to get the title back around her waist. She said she wants to win the Women's Money in the Bank briefcase because it would give her the power that made her the cha- that make uh, the power to make the champion scared. Um, as in, I guess who Maria. writes this shit. But I guess her having the briefcase would make whoever is holding the title scared. But scared, I could caution it at any time. Um, (laughs) So we start with Enda coming out though, and um, per usual, dishes out some insults to Becky Lynch uh, before they could get into a fight. Though Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville would end up coming out. More trash talking uh, would go down before uh, Becky Lynch would go one-on-one with Chelsea Green. And um, Becky Lynch, though, would end up being the winner in the end. I mean, the match itself, the whole segment, uh, didn't really care for it. But yeah, they're still going with this whole Zoe Stark, Trish Stratus, Becky Lynch storyline. We had a Money in the Bank men's qualifier, Damian Priest versus Matt Riddle. Uh, Damien Priest would end up winning, and I believe he would get a little upset at Finn throughout the night for interfering in his match. Yeah, they've been teasing that more. Yeah, so the Damien's whole thing is that he can do it on his own. 
trying to prove himself he doesn't need. Yeah, do you think Judgment Day will turn on Finn or turn on uh, Damon Priest? I don't know. I feel like it'd be Finn because they always have a new. It's like if it's like Bullet Club, then they have a new leader every time. And then what? Uh, see, I'd like Finn on Judgment Day though. Right now, I know. Me too. Like, I don't know what he would do. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. They do. I think they do see. And then Damon you replace Priest him like with a different one. Irishman, aka JD McDonough. Yeah. What well, I just I don't understand. I still don't think that. Finn ever got a fair shot of just being Finn Balor. Like, he never... No, he didn't. After he got hurt in that match with Seth, when he came back, like, that whole, like, he's... Someone saw something in him besides Triple H. Because, dude, he came in, he beat Roman Reigns on Raw, and then won the title against Seth, like, right after. So... And that's when he was doing his NXT stuff, where sometimes he was himself, sometimes he was the demon, depending on the situation. And I feel like since he came back, like, it's never been... He's never just gotten to do that. They always got to do something with him. They got to give him the... And and I just want to preface, I do not mean anything by this. I just mean, like, they, you know, they gave him, like, the rainbow gimmick for a while, and then he became, like, like, the... Then when he then he they sent him back down to NXT, which was weird. Where he kind of became, became the prince again. again, though. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. I like that. That was okay, but like I feel like he never gets his chance to just do him. So if they do kick him out, that's my only thing. I hope that would come out of it is maybe he finally gets a chance to just be Finn Balor and do what he was doing six years ago or whatever that was working. Yeah, and. I would like him to bring back the demon too. Yeah, like more often than he does. Yeah. Well, they got, he's got to bring back the demon, but go back to where you didn't do the tongue thing. I did not like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, if we get if we end up getting Finn and Seth, if they stretch us out, we end up getting Finn and Seth at SummerSlam seven years later. Finn was the demon for their original match. Maybe they That's do right. it again. But then he has to win. Then he does have to win. Oh, I would love to see Finn as champion. Yeah. I do like Seth. But I've always but wanted Finn. Finn to get his moment. And that be yeah. able to get at least one run. That would be nice. He should have had that great 2015 run or 16 or whatever it was. Well, speaking of Finn Balor and Seth Rollins, we had a segment between these two. Uh, Finn Balor would come out and um, kind of air his grievance is about uh, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins would end up coming out, and this was a long exchange that, in my opinion, was completely ruined by the crowd. Yeah, this one. could have been a really passionate, good promo between the two, and I felt like they had to do, like, the the Cliff Notes version because... the crowd would not stop singing Seth's song uh, whenever Finn would talk. Yeah. And Seth Rollins, I get his character, but he also should be like, nah, let's let's see what he has to say. Just crowd control, man. And it just ruined the whole thing. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I could feel Finn Balor getting annoyed. Yeah, Seth just had to say that one line of like, you know, let's, let's hear what he says, whatever he said. So. He just powered through it, but it's like, man. Yeah. 
I'm over. And also, I hate when I'm over the interrupting people's segments like for more than is needed. Yeah, I was gonna say I hate those segments of when they just like talk through crowd when they're chanting. I'm like, you kind of have to deal with it to. It's happening with Dom. It's happening with Don Callis lately and Takeshka. But Don Callis, I'd like to hear what he has to say. But sometimes he's just like, "What am I supposed to do?" You know. I know, like the last time, he's like, what do you want me to do? I can't remember. <laughs> the Finn Balor storyline is one that I'm invested in, and so I remember it for me personally. I remember the crowd was chanting, like, you suck so loud to Vince one time, like, in the early 2000s, and he said something along the lines of, he was like, that's a horrible thing to say about your mother. That's like what MJF does, too, because they'll start yelling stuff. And then he'll just say, like, what was the last time he said? He said something like, your mom swallows. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know. I really wanted to enjoy this segment, but I just couldn't because of the crowd. So hopefully next time the crowd will not do that. But I don't know. I get it. People want to sing Seth's song, but it's like it went on like minutes. Yeah, it was a long time. Which on which on TV so. feels like forever. Yeah, especially a well, live everything, show. Everything's timed, so that's like like I said, they had to like do the. It seemed like they had to do like the cliff notes, and just like there was other stuff that could have been said, that we didn't get to hear. So, oh well. Um, our main event though, we had Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn backstage segment with Imperium. Uh, after Kevin Owens kind of blew a fuse, it led to a match um, between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Imperium. I think Gunther was one. I think it was Gunther and Ludwig Kaiser actually in the match, but um, the winners ended up being Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn after a pretty good match. Solid main event. Um, do you guys any, have anything else you want to add to Raw before we get into Dynamite? I don't know, I'm kind of just hoping that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn don't lose too much momentum. It seems like they're kind of like, especially I, fell they're off holding after on the by the Kevin Owens freakouts. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. Best thing going for him right now. Yeah, I mean it's it's like one of my favorite things on the TV. Yeah, especially um, that last week when he was just like going off in the back room area. He's like, oh, there's too oh, many right people there. here. Yeah. Um. All right, Dynamite, I'll say before we get started, I enjoyed this week's Dynamite. I thought it was better than... One of the best couple. of the year, I think. Uh, surprisingly, it opened up with MJF versus Adam Cole for the AEW World... It was an AEW World Championship Eliminator match. If Adam Cole won... Wait, there wasn't... Hold on, wasn't an Orange Cassidy match? It was not. For once, it was not okay. an Orange oh, okay. Cassidy match. Right. Um, if we did get an Orange Cassidy match later, I didn't even write it down. Because <laughs> I do not care. Uh, so if Adam Cole won this match, he would get uh, a title shot at MGF. Uh, before we get to the winner, I thought the match was very good. Uh, I enjoyed it much better already than any Jericho and Adam Cole stuff we had seen oh, before yeah. this. Uh, these two guys, you know, wrestle in a way that I personally prefer. So I enjoyed that better. Oh, you mean but they have, like, a good wrestling match? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a crazy concept. It was a pro wrestling show, and then you, they go out and they have good pro wrestling matches. The classic crazy. rock guy, I guess. The classic rock guy, I guess. No classic flips. rock. 
<laughs> no flips, no nothing. A um, little bit of blood. Adam Cole gave MGF a super kick, and it was just enough to s- make it seem like, you know, messed up MGF's mouth a little bit. MGF had a nice elbow drop to Adam Cole on the outside through the timekeeper's table. Uh, but speaking of time, it would end up going to a draw after uh, 30 minutes. Unfortunately, I thought, this match, was, I thought this match was sick. This was yeah. Good. This was ra- this uh, is wrestling. Couple <laughs> bullet points. MJF uh, would end up mocking Shawn Michaels, uh, his yeah, stance and his switching music tune-up. Kinda. Uh, do you think it's alluding to the comparisons between Cole and HBK, or like Cole? I think being, so. being like a pupil of like Shawn. I think both probably because Adam Cole also does a lot of stuff that Shawn Michaels did too. Yeah. And um, you know who might have been watching that match at home? Shawn Michaels trying to support yeah. his supporting his boy. <laughs> uh, MGF would deliver a tombstone pile driver onto the ring apron at one point. Um, that was rough. Yeah, uh, Adam Cole, you know, would um, after the elbow drop would. They worked Adam Cole's left arm, basically. Um, but it, it did seem to be a little swollen stuff as the as the match went on. Um, yeah. But towards the end, uh, MJF would deliver a low blow in plain view, but there was no disqualification. I don't know why. Um, he attempted to use the dynamite diamond ring, but uh, referee Bryce Remsburg would end up catching him. Which would set up Cole for the Panama Sunrise and the boom. But when he went did for we, the three uh, count, the bell would ring. Did we did we mention a few months ago a few months ago on the pod that I got to meet Bryce Remsburg by accident because he came in and I uh, yeah trimmed yes his beard. we have it's pretty weird man yeah that's really cool every time I see him I'm like that's wild he's the bald yeah. ref we enjoy from AW yeah he's a bald ref who goes. And he, you somehow met him because you cut hair. Yeah, but he's uh, he's the uh, he is the uh, the cool bald ref, not the uh, corpse referee. We don't like the corpse. <laughs> the corpse you'll see in every Young Bucks match, uh, refing it. Yeah, he's he's blind half the match too. Yeah, he never. He's like, oh, um, um, but yeah, sorry, the- I didn't see any of that crazy shit that you just did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After um, the time limit, it- tr- sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, I'll never say that MJF will, can't wrestle or, or is a boring wrestler again. Because that's how I first felt about him. I was like, he wrestles kind of boring, but every single match right. recently. Russell said, you should. <laughs> that's what he said. He said, every I single, don't Every recent match. Because he knows he can do all that stuff, all the stuff that people do. He, but I love what he said when he was like, yeah. he's like, I don't need to wrestle every week. He's like, you could watch Orange Cassidy wrestle every week. And then he like winked. Like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was funny. So when the match though would hit a draw, Adam Cole would ask MJF for five more minutes, but MJF, of course, being the coward champion that he is, would leave the ring and go to the back. So, uh, with even with the time limit draw, I enjoyed the match. I enjoyed the ending because it keeps the story moving forward. Yeah, they have to move past Forbidden Door anyway, so. And I think this will pick up after that, because Forbidden yeah. Door is this coming Sunday. Um, oh, I'm watching Shelton Benjamin walk to the ring right now. My man is jacked. Good lord! 
Uh, okay, so next we had a Sammy Guevara segment. Um, he talks about how he has to make some changes here in AEW. He talks about his baby. Um, Darby Allen would end up coming out, and Darby would end up saying, are you going to stand on your own two feet or live in the shadow of the JAS? Uh, Jericho would end up coming out, and Darby Allen, you know, after a back and forth with Jericho, Darby Allen said one of my favorite things ever. He said, you call yourself the wizard, right? I'll tell you what, the magic is gone. When you're talking about whenever Jericho gets in the ring. Um, That's funny. <laughs> and it's true. It's true. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's been with Jericho recently. He's shit in the bed. Sting would end up coming out, though, and Sting and Jericho would stare each other down. The two have never gone one-on-one with one another. I don't know if they've ever been in the ring at all. I love Sting. I Please don't do this. I do not want to see this. Don't don't do do this, Matt. So So we were talking about this, but... Yeah, Andy and I were watching Dynamite. Before we get into it, uh, yeah, they stared at each other, and they both had bats um, pointed at one another. Uh, so it was a cool little thing to see, but I do not want to see them one on one. Me and Jeremy he were texted, talking. Andy texted me because Tim wasn't watching yet. So Andy texted me like, "Are we going to get Sting versus Jericho at all in?" And I was like, "It better not be. I don't want to see another sixty-year-old face another fifty-year-old." I mean, God. so we're thinking based on of this segment though, it seems like it's going to get Darby and Sting versus Sammy and Jericho. But we're thinking based on how the segment went that. Jericho or Sammy will turn on Jericho. Yeah, on Jericho. Yeah. And then maybe we get I guess Sammy versus Jericho at all in, but I mean maybe maybe that mat the tag match is at all in. I mean the story's easy. Sammy was the first member of the inner circle that Jericho brought and yeah. Sammy's been with him the whole time. Yeah. It's now time for Sammy to drop the dead fat weight of Jericho. Yeah, I remember you were saying, like, maybe Sting will turn on Darby. The dead, balding weight of Jericho. <laughs> balding. <laughs> what if, uh, dude, what if Sting turned on Darby and became the, <laughs> the Joker character? Like Booker Tim. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Booker Tim, come on. <laughs> no one wants to see that ever again. I might <laughs> even have a little Joker, Joker left in me. It's like, no Sting. Terrible. You have nothing left. No. Um, we had a TNT championship match, Wardlow versus Jake Hager. I don't know why this was a thing, but your winner would end up being Wardlow. Couple of matches. Well, I guess because of what happened on Saturday. So they want him to get another title defense, probably. Just one more in. Yeah. Um, a couple of matches were announced for Forbidden Door on top of the already announced Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay, and... Uh, the Brian Danielson and Okada match. We got Tanahashi versus MJF announced for Forbidden Door for um, MJF's AEW World Championship. Renee told him backstage that uh, this was announced, and he reminded her that he has no show Tony Khan bookings before and said he will not be f- facing the, uh, the ace on June 25th in Toronto. <laughs> Uh, that's a great, that's I, I have a great an idea later tickets. on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have I have an idea later on, like after we talk about the collision, of what could happen then. 
Okay. Um, I like where your head's at. Just make sure you remember when we get to the end to. to say yeah, I'll it. try to remember. Uh, we had Zack Saber Jr. confront Orange Cassidy about an AW International Championship shot, only to be interrupted by Daniel Garcia, who wants the pure title. I don't know what that has to do with any of this, but. Um, so okay, so Orange Cassidy is the internet AW International Champion. Um. Zack Sabre Jr. is the NJPW television champion. Mm-hmm. And then Daniel Garcia comes up and said he wants the ROH Pure Championship, which <laughs> is held by uh, Shibata. Right. So do we, do, so, four, do we get a four-way for all three titles? I think it's just a four-way for that. Well, it shouldn't be just for, for that title. It should be for all of them, then. It's the... Uh, I mean, all, AW. All, all... Yeah, it'd be three titles. Yeah, because it'd be AW would be and Daniel Japan Garcia. Show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that'd be crazy, I guess. But Orange Cassidy would somehow win because it doesn't seem like they want to take the title off of him. I, I know. Right? Can you imagine? He's yeah. going to come out with three backpacks now. Jesus. Um, so, Sonata, who is the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, issued Ugh. an open challenge to anyone on the AW roster for his title at Forbidden Door. Jungle Boy would end up accepting it. We're getting Jungle Boy versus the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion at Forbidden. I don't like this. They I don't like going it. with anyone else. I know. I see fucking Moxley. <laughs> yeah, dude, pick Moxley, please. I'd rather, yeah, like Andy said. Jay White. Jay White. Yeah. Someone. Ricky Starks. Yeah. Even I don't care. I just Punk? hate oh, Ricky Starks. Jungle yeah. Boy. Punk and have Does that mean is, is that going to be the main event or is MJF going to be the main event? Now the main event has to be. Those are guess, both the I top guess, titles. Well, I know that's true. I was, was going to say the main event has to be Omega and Osprey, but they're not fighting. No, they I are mean, fighting I think, for a I title. I think Moxley, when he had the championship, closed out the show last year. Yeah, but I think Omega and Osprey can close it out because they're fighting for the <sighs> for that title too. Yeah, that could, I mean, that, I'd be fine with that closing the show. Yeah. Well, just a, a, a recap real quick. Last year, when they had their first match, had Kenny returned yet, or was this before he left to recruit? They had his it, they had their first match at Wrestle Kingdom. They didn't have their first match at Forbidden Door. They had it at Wrestle Kingdom this past year. So had Kenny was he already back from injury at that point, or he had not left yet? He was back. Yeah, it was um, his past Wrestle Kingdom. So in he was I back. think I. Yeah, so what I'm getting at is I think this match will be even better because now Kenny is like settled back in more. He's been back a while doing matches. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, he was. Like I feel like now they can so really that, do what kind of what they like want to need to live up to. Basically, you know what I mean. So what we were thinking, yeah. and I think we've talked about before, is that. Since Kenny won the first one, Osprey wins the second one, gets his title back, and then we have a third one at All In in oh, Osprey's man. home country. Yep. That'd be awesome. At All In. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, that would sell it out then. Yes. So that was the last match announced for Forbidden Door. We're still only at four. I feel like there's got to be more, and it's only it's already this Sunday. There there's has not to be any like, tag titles or anything. It's going to be Olivier versus... I 
It's going to be Olivier versus Ostrich. Let's go. By the way, Tim, I, I, I'm now laughing even more because Corny calls Seth Rollins Seth Franklin Rollins. Seth, yeah, <laughs> Seth Franklin Rollins, yeah. <laughs> and who's he called Ostrich? Oh, Will Ostrich. Yeah. And then Oscar Os- is Oscar. Oscar is Oscar, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> Seamus is Seamus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've heard that Se- Seamus. And then Brian will be like, why do you got to call him Seamus? Just call him by his right name. And he's like, I am. He's like, I'm saying it how it's spelled. Orange Cassidy is <laughs> Orange Cassidy is Pockets. Pockets. Yeah, Pockets. Moxley is the plumber. The plumber. The balding plumber, Moxley. And then, and then Renee, Renee is, is Renee, Renee Moxley good. That's how he always says it. <laughs> um, okay. Sky Blue won a fatal four-way last week to get an AW Women's Championship shot. Against Tony Storm. Tony Storm would end up beating her. Shocker right there. Um, and then our main event was the Blackpool Combat Club versus Heyman, Adam Page, and the Young Bucks, a.k.a. the Hung Bucks. Uh, this and the Bucks. That we get- sucks. I hate that. that. I didn't get a, I didn't get a yeah. chance to say this last week. The Hung Bucks. <laughs> That's awful. I enjoyed the match. The match was fine. You know, uh, I kind of like. You know, Lillian. Afterwards. You know, Lillian. Lillian, if The Rock was a jury, nine times out of ten, he'd be a hung jury. <laughs> All right, the winners are Heyman and the Bucks. Cla- classic The Rock After- promo. <laughs> afterwards, Eddie Kingston would return to AW's uh, AW Television. He cleared uh, Claudio Castagnoli from the ring and came face to face with his best friend, John Moxley. Uh, and he would help Moxley by pulling Matt Jackson off of him. Takesha would end up rushing the ring and uh, attacking the baby faces before Kenny Omega arrived and brawled with, uh, with Takesha. Um, but though the show would actually go off the air with Will Ospreay coming out of nowhere and attacking Omega. Laying him out, yeah. and standing tall, closing out the show. I like that. That was I a like cool Osprey. Ending. Yeah. Do you know that his and Osprey? I think that, is going to be a free agent too. That elbow Pretty that soon. that elbow that he does the like cheeky Nant the cheeky Nando's or whatever he calls it. Do you know what Nando's is? <laughs> yeah. It's a fried chicken place yeah, a, in in uh, Europe. In the UK. <laughs> but he hits he hits a different finisher first, right, and then the elbow. He hits like a yeah. say, good boy. Good boy. <laughs> um, okay. you that elbow looks to nasty too because right it's from behind. Like it, you can't even see it coming. So I'm yeah, like, he like throws himself into it. So yeah. I showed, I sent a video of him doing that indie where he's elbowing the guy, and it looks like he's like actually killing him. Like it looks like he's doing like the uh, what we call the uh, the the after blow like he's like doing two you know like when someone gets knocked out then they like keep punching him we're like all right too much too much well he's like doing a spot where he looks like he's doing it to somebody but dude he looks like he's absolutely obliterating them and i sent that it to a customer i sent it to a customer and he's like dude what the heck he's like why would he do this to this guy like he thought it was like real and i was like (laughs) no he just is really good at making it look real yeah yeah, that's funny. 
Um, do you guys have anything, though, to add to Dynamite before we get into Schmackdown? No, it actually had some structure to Dynamite, so it was nice. Peace. Yeah, this was this was uh, my favorite Dynamite. This was my favorite Dynamite in a, in while. a while. Yeah, and Collision yeah. was actually my favorite AEW television show in a while, so we'll get into it. Yeah. SmackDown opened up with the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship gauntlet match. Street Profits, Brawling Brutes, the OC, LWO, Hit Row, who was literally in there for like 30 seconds. Michael Cole can't stop talking shit about Flop Dalla. Um, he hates them. And Pretty Deadly were also in there. Uh, Pretty Deadly, though, would end up getting the win after coming in last and picking up the scraps. Afterwards, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn would come out to congratulate Pretty Deadly. Um, but, of course, you know, or not, I wouldn't, sh- shouldn't say of course. Kevin Owens was actually really calm at first, and Sammy was asking him if there was something something wrong with him. Um, Kevin says, you keep telling me to calm down, so I'm trying to stay calm, but looking at them makes me want to run in there and punch them in their stupid faces. <laughs> and then Sammy basically gives him permission to freak out, which he does. Yeah. Um, so uh, they start running towards the ring, and the heels pretty deadly would leave the ring um, before the champs could get their hands on him. So we are getting... Uh, pretty Deadly versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yes, boy. If you don't like Pretty Deadly, well, learn. <laughs> learn. Learn. I love Pretty yeah. Deadly. Yeah. They're Here comes the man right now. No, that's LA Knight. Yeah. No, he's coming out right now. It, guys, I'm behind. I'm behind. Shinsuke's talking. <laughs> I did. I did want to say this though about Shinsuke because I I'm only a little a few seconds ahead of you. Or, yeah, shit stain. Uh, but uh, do you think that Shinsuke? It's been long enough now, where they could just go back to like doing his awesome entrance that was over, and he would do like the Michael Jackson like the drop down. Like I think that like, they could just go. Yeah, but now. no, yeah, but like the old song and everything, they brought that all back, just like yeah, how it used they got, to. They got rid of like the the like drums and shit. the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. They, Is it, it, it right? Isn't that how it went? Is that racist? Rick, yeah. Rick Booze. <laughs> no, I I don't I don't think that is. Just don't go any further. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We had Zelina Vega versus EO Sky. Winner was Vega because uh, Bailey would interfere in the match, but it would end up backfiring, which I'm looking. Sorry, I got distracted. Yeah. Um, which yeah. would end up making EO Sky upset. Then we would have the, the Grayson Waller effect with special guest Charlotte Flair. Uh, Flair, while on the show, would end up saying, I lost to Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania, and I didn't get my rematch. Uh, so aren't I owed a rematch? Um, talking to Bianca, who would eventually come out during this segment. Um, Bianca talks about how when Flair lost to Rhea at Mania, that she ran away. Um, and Belair said that she lost her title, but she didn't run away and hide. She stayed. Um... Flair would end up saying, I'm a champion with or without the title. Are you a champion with or without a title? Bianca says, I'm the longest reigning women's champion of this generation, and I didn't need to do it 14 times either. <laughs> Good line. 
good little dig at her. Yeah. Um, Are we all distracted by Raw right now? Well, the the well, segment through up my the, the the segment munch is the segment is actually good. So I'm, I saw uh, yeah, Bo- yeah I know. Butch came down and bitch slap Logan Paul, which I'm all into that. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you guys oh think Charlotte Flair's Charlotte Flair's going to end up winning this championship? I I mean every time she comes back she wins it so I would she'll say she'll yeah. be a fifteen time. She's gonna be like a thirty time by that she's done her career. I've read something recently that some, I forget who thought this, but that she'll be basically on her way out within the next five years of the wrestling business. I mean that kind of makes sense. She's done literally everything. She'll yeah. be in her mid forties by then, probably. What like what early mid forties? Really? What's she? She's what in her Don't late thirties, prime guys. Dude, all Isn't right. Prime discussing. No, okay. Well, I had it the other day. The blue one is dope, but like, I also doesn't said, it cost like ten bucks though? I didn't think so. I got it at a Sunoco though. But I, uh, okay. when I brought it into the shop, they were like, "Is that good?" And I was like, "I was like, the only thing that's not good about it is my pride being hurt buying Logan a Logan Paul <laughs> energy drink." This is actually kind of enjoyable. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's like a Gatorade one, and then there's like an energy drink one. So I, I drank the energy drink one, the the carbonated blue. Okay. It was good. Oh, I was gonna say, I think the Gatorade ones are the ones that like people don't aren't like. Good. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with anything blue flavored most of the time. I mean, it's pretty good. Blue flavor is the best flavor. Blue, of blue everything flavors. Of any flavor, flavors, blue is the best flavor of all the flavors. <laughs> yeah. Sugar, the flavor is not blue. Water, the flavor is a blue. Purple. Is blue. Yeah, it's blue. Not anything else. Blue. Or blue. Yeah, sorry. Blueberry or blue raspberry. No, it's it's just blue. It's it's blue. I said, right, what the hell? I said, in. what the hell is a berry? I want blue drink. It's sugar, water. Blue drink. It's blue. That purple stuff. I want that purple stuff. Uh, I want that purple stuff. Uh, we had a mixed tag match on SmackDown. AJ Styles and Mia Yim versus Karen Cross and Scarlett. Uh, Scarlett during the match would end up breaking up a pinfall of the Styles Clash by raking AJ's eyes. Um, Scarlett would try to distract AJ during the match, to which, you know, like flirt with him, to which AJ would rip off his glove, show her him. Show her his hand and say, "I'm married, bitch." Um, that's a good. That's a good in impression. The, in the middle of the match, <laughs> <laughs> but Karen Cross and Scarlett would end up defeating AJ Styles and Mia Yim. It's all that I'm married, bitch. Harry, married, bitch. Harry, <laughs> Harry, bitch. The gay community. Uh, we had Rey Mysterio. Uh, oh, yeah, the gay community. <laughs> I was just thinking that when he said that, too. (laughs) Uh, We had Rey Mysterio out in the ring. Uh, Santos Escobar would end up coming out and dedicating his Money in the Bank performance. Um, Can I just say I hate Matt Riddle, the way he comes out? Dude, Matt Riddle's Riddle's gear sucks. I hate it so much. (laughs) It does, yeah. Guys, you're all over the place. I'm sorry. (laughs) What we're actually talking about. 
You're like me. I'm for I'm for once not the distracted one. I mean, God, um, Matt, I'm sorry. Matt Riddle walked out in a goddamn speedo. He didn't have knee pads or shoes or I nothing. Mean, ever since he's come out or come back, he's been wearing this. I've been, I've been he's, like, he's like basically naked right now. This is the thing. Everyone wears the the underwear tights. You just don't like for some reason no, Matt Riddle. He he is too aggressive. <laughs> it's too aggressive. <laughs> You know, put some knee pads, put some knee pads and some boots on. You know what? I, I think I think it's like it, it, it messes with you because he doesn't have the knee pads. So and he, he doesn't does wear. Look like but he he also doesn't he doesn't wear elbow pads either. He has nothing. He has a <laughs> no speedo pads, on. No boots. No knee pads. So he's just in underwear. Too like aggressive. He's walking around his house. Yeah. And he's like oiled. And, and that's true. Flops that, on. That's really true because. Punk Punk wears those that outfit sometimes too, but he has like his wrist taped up and he has like his boots the on and kick everything. Kick pads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Let me continue. So right. after Santos Escobar comes out and dedicates his Money in the Bank performance match to people that are that dream and chase their dreams, LA Knight, yeah. Would interrupt uh, this segment, and this would lead to a match between Escobar and him. And Santos Escobar would end up defeating LA Knight. Ooh. But the crowd cheered big for LA when he uh, came out. All right. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of SmackDown. This Bloodline segment. Dun, 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 a fucking plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the whole story of the night is, will Jay fall in line? Um... So they're all out there, not including Jimmy. Roman, well, my voice is cracked. Roman would end up saying, <laughs> I was only meant to get us to the promise. Roman would say, I was only meant to get us to the promised land. You're meant to keep us here. He said, wise man said, we should start grooming you, but nah, we've been grooming you for three years. Um, you're meant to lead, just not yet. The problem is not your brother, Jay, the, uh, the problem is our cousin. Oh, sorry. Jimmy would end up saying the problem is not your brother, Jay, after Roman would say that Jimmy is the problem. Jimmy would say uh, the problem is our cousin, talking about Roman Reigns. Um, Roman would say you can't be a tribal chief and a twin at the same time. Um, in reality, I've been trying to uh, keep up with your ass, um, talking about Jay or this is Jay talking to his brother. Sorry, guys. There was a lot of stuff that was said. It's going back and forth. <laughs> Basically, Roman, though, would end up saying that J Jimmy was the only one that didn't want um, Jay in the spot that he's in. And Jimmy and Jay would be like, is that true? And he would kind of make it seem like he's going to, you know, go with Roman. But he said, guess what, Oos? You out. And the crowd's like, and I'm out too. And then he said, and I'm out too. And then would end up super kicking Roman. Big and Roman like took that so well, too. And I like too. Vicky. And I like school. She, she showed me her boobies, and, and I like them, too. Like they do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, after super uh, kicking Roman, Solo would go to take out Jay, but he would duck, and Jimmy would hit him with a super kick. And then both twins would end up super kicking Roman again. It's a great segment, guys. Loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. This was like cinematic quality. Like when he yeah. said, 
you're out, and then he then he took that pause to say, and I'm out, I'm too. out too. Whew. So this was uh, this is so, great stuff. Great stuff. I can't e- I can't even pretend to joke around and say it was bad. My one gripe <laughs> with this segment, and it's not really this segment. It's the whole thing with Heyman and Roman. Heyman's carrying Roman's old titles around with him while Roman has the new one. I don't like that. I don't like it. Those it's titles a lot mean of the belts. same thing as the other one. Too many. They all mean the same thing. Yeah. Those two belts are his one belt. Yeah. Yeah, I, also, yeah, I don't understand it. Can you call Roman's new belt the Undisputed Championship now that there's two belts? No, because it, he, that's just the champion now. Or is he just the WWE Universal Champion? It, yeah, he's just the WWE Universal Champion. He's not the Undisputed because they combined he it. He can't be Undisputed because now we have yeah. a World Heavyweight. He doesn't have both belts. Yeah. It's the same thing that happened when they introduced the big goal to Triple H. The yeah. Next title dropped the Undisputed and just became the WWE Championship. Yeah. So... All right, Rampage really quick, because I hated one thing from it. Jay Lethal, Jeff and Karen Jarrett versus Mark Briscoe, Papa Briscoe, and Aubrey Edwards. This was awful. The Briscoe family and Aubrey would end up winning. I don't know if anyone expected it to be good. I don't know why they do it. I hate what they're doing with Mark Briscoe. Yeah, let's just uh, pretend it's not happening. But... yeah, do you guys have anything to add to this terrible booking um, and what they're um, doing? With- um, no, I don't want to see this again. I'm, I'm just, I'm happy that the man has a job and he's probably taking care of the whole Briscoe family now. But I don't want to see this again. Please do something else with him. I beg you. And I like Albert Tony, Edwards, but Tony, you're one of his minions. I know you all listen to this shit. Please, <laughs> don't <laughs> do do something else. Don't put a ref in the match because any any company who does that, it's a bad idea. Um, we also had uh, Takeshka versus Bandito. Winner was Takeshka. This was a crazy match. It was really good, though. I will say. Um, yeah. For once, I had something good to say about a match on Rampage. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's get into... Tim, do you want to kick this off? Like Mussolini. Collision. Like Mussolini. And Kennedy. And Kennedy. <laughs> well. Chica- <laughs> the debut episode <laughs> of Collision was in Chicago this week, and it opened up with CM Punk. From Chicago, Illinois. Everyone loves him in Chicago still. Dude, he came out and said CM Junk. Andy yeah. and I, Andy and me, Andy and I, we we were hyped up. I was jacked up. This this right, promo. Before we was... get into the segment, I want to, I want to, I want to give AW its props. Uh, I think the look of Collision is really good. Really I think the good. Yeah. looks better than than Dynamite. Um, yeah, it looks it's definitely different. It looks like, like a feels more like a big time wrestling show. Yeah, that's the for intro. Sure. The, I even like the song they I picked for, it, even though it's different. I don't. I don't, I don't find like it? it. I don't think the Elton John song goes with wrestling. I love Elton John. It's. I just like it because it's like it's a different. It's a totally different feel from Dynamite, which I know they were going well, for. What does so it make like it seem like the feels? Like, all right, like I'm ready to watch some wrestling. It's like Saturday, <laughs> Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. 
Like, doesn't get you in the mood. Saturday nights all right, all right. <laughs> Andy comes from that early 2000s era where he, I do too. He wants all the intros to the wrestling songs to be like, "Internet, we're gonna hear, yeah, Marilyn Manson, beautiful people, and that Raw song at the same time. Yeah. Those were the two best back-to-back teams. We're songs. gonna fight, <laughs> yeah. No, that's not what I want. I just told you what I wanted. Yeah. Give me what I want. Give me what, Give I, me want. what I want. Give me what I want. Okay, CM Punk, Tim, would open up the show. And this punk uh, looked to be a little serious. A little serious punk. Um, apparently, everything he said was 100% off the cuff from what I read today. Uh, so let's throw out yeah, let's throw out some lines that he said and um, just yeah just talk about it. Tell me when I'm telling lies like a thousand times. So he said that uh, the reaction from Punk was similar to that we heard when he first ever debuted in Chicago. Um, okay, so one of the lines was this is all going to be out of order because I can't remember the exact order. Yeah, but. He talks about the signs out in the audience. One says um, CM Junk. One says Pepsi Phil. One says One Bill Phil. And he says, he said, David Zaslov calls me One Bill Phil. David Zaslov is a very, he might be the head of Warner Brothers Discovery. But um, if not, he's very high up on it. But he said he is the only genuine, true one in a world of counterfeit bucks. Basically, that's what I said. If I butchered it, that's basically what it's yeah, yeah. Which was the obviously shot bucks at is the, the main thing. Yeah, shot at the uh, the young bucks. Yeah. Um, he said he's done being nice. That was another big takeaway. You know, because basically, whether he's nice or mean, the same people are gonna, or whether he's nice or an asshole, the same people that like him are gonna like him. And the people that don't, are not. It's not gonna change anything. So he's not being nice. He seems to be more serious now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole time he's carrying a bag with him, he never opens the bag, but he tells us what's in the bag, basically, and it's the world championship that he never lost. And so That's he true. says, as long as I'm, or uh, until I'm submitted or pinned for it, he's still the champion. So does this mean we're going to get a champion for a collision, and that's just going to be him? Or do we have to have MJF versus CM Punk again? Yep. So I'll try to remember now what I was going to say before. Um, because the New Japan thing about like uh, challenging the champion. And then MJF's like, I don't want to do this. I'm not going to wrestle some New Japan person. So then, Punk, then Punk fights Tanahashi instead. Yeah. Because MJF won't defend the title. But Punk yep. will. <laughs> That's it. <Look> Jeremy. <laughs> and that means we get Punk on... Forbidden Door, which would make this pay-per-view... I love MJF, but this would make this pay-per-view even more stacked. And what are the Young Bucks doing on this pay-per-view? Just uh, just wondering. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, guess what? Dynamite takes place this week (laughs) in Chicago. Oh, yeah, that's right. And and the Bucks are not going to be there on Dynamite. They did a pre-tape. Yeah, they're not coming to... They did some pre-tapes, but they're not going to be there live in Chicago. Sounds like someone's a little scared. The show up. Well, Punk goes on to apologize. He's like, if you feel I owe you an apology, he's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that uh, you're as soft as your favorite wrestlers. 
something like that. Yeah, he was like softer like, than you or the wrestlers that you like. I was like, yeah. yes. Yeah, because um, he he was like sincere at first, where he's like, "All right, I've gotten older and wiser." And he's like, "I'll give you an apology," and everyone's like, "No." And then he said that, and it was that was great. So tell me when I'm telling lies. Yeah, which I remember him saying that way before. Is there anything else that I mean that was that'd be like the main? That was the main thing. stuff. Yeah. But we would see Punk later in the main event, but for once, well, he did take off. Sorry, he did take off the AW like thing on the mic before he oh, started talking. He took it off. I guess he just yeah, likes cause... holding the mic better that way. Well, he did that in WWE before he, he before he did um, when the he was phone. feuding with The Rock, oh. and he was like, "Your arms are too short to box with God" or something like that. That was the promo he said. Ah, oh, classic Andy. You ever, Andy? Andy needs to go back and watch that promo. He told The Rock that your arms are too <laughs> short to box with God, and I was like, it's one of the most legendary like lines ever in wrestling. It's so good I'll have to watch it. Yeah, that was during the era I did not watch anymore. Right um, that, was, that was a good time when Punk was there. So we, I actually wrote down every segment and match for this show only because it was the debut episode. Um, overall, I enjoyed it, and let's get into it, starting with after the Punk uh, segment in the beginning. Warlow versus Luchasaurus for the TNT Championship. I did not see this coming, but the winner was Luchasaurus. And afterwards, Christian would hold the title up in the corner like it's his. Um, Dude, they, like they need to get some actual champion. Better stories going on with this TNT title. Yeah, I did not expect him to win, but I'm sure Christian holding it like he's the one that won it is gonna end up being some kind of story at some point. Yeah, maybe with Luchasaurus and him. I don't know. You're yeah. a fucking dinosaur. Um... <laughs> Match was all right. It was fine. Two big guys yeah. going at it. Whatever. This this is probably the lowest point of the show, I think. Mm, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next match was my favorite when it comes to just straight up wrestling. We had the return of Andrade El Idolo versus Buddy Matthews. Yeah. Uh, when it was Andrade, they worked Andrade's left shoulder and they worked um, Buddy Matthews' left knee. This match was fantastic. Both guys killed it. Um, during the match, Buddy Matthews would end up doing the uh, cloverleaf. I don't know if yeah. she calls it the cloverleaf. It's also like, isn't Sheamus' move too? Seamus. Yeah, yeah, but, but uh, it's the submission. And Andrade though would end up winning the match using the figure four turned into Charlotte's figure eight. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Both, you know. Yeah, and, and the, that and, one, mo- and the crowd, the crowd would cheer because they they're in the know. Yeah, they knew. And so they knew especially it. when Andrade bridged up. Yeah, for the he, he was str- struggling for a second. He almost didn't get it. Yeah, but, but um, got, this this match was awesome though. This match was yeah. really really good. The one sequence when like Andrade went for like the boot and then like uh, it looked like Buddy like pushed him out of the way and then he elbowed then Andrade elbowed him in the head. Like that, that um, quick turn. Oh, his quick turn. Tim, Tim, I remember looked at that part. The quick spinning elbow. Yeah, that was, that was like flawless. Tim it to the back of the head. Yeah, but you know why Andy also, Andy and I were also saying the reason why this match was so good is because in that ring you have two highly trained pros. I mean, these are two former NXT guys. Like one was the NXT champion. Like 
These guys are good. That This match should have been good, and it was good. Well, yeah. Look, me and Jeremy had this conversation. Guys that come from WWE, even if they were indie guys, went to WWE, they come out better because they learn that less is more. Pacing. They learn about pacing and the, you know, the, the timing. You know, they make shit mean something. Yeah. And so a funny thing also, did you, did you hear Nothing the should mean when anything. Buddy Matthews came out? Yeah. When Buddy Matthews came out, the announcer announced him as Buddy Murphy. Oh, what, by accident? Did he really? I think she did, yeah. Because like, people were playing the clips over and over again. Because it was the girl. I thought the girl announcer was JJ. It wasn't. Dude, it wasn't that, JJ. that is a former WWE announcer, I am telling you. Wait, was it the same? Was it, She was in WWE? Dude, that voice. Unless I they know changed that the voice. girl because we saw the girl in the ring, though. We saw her in the ring. I said, that's not her. She was wearing a pink dress. All right, we're going to have to look that up then. We couldn't find anything, but maybe as time goes on, we'll be able to. Um, we have a Scorpio Sky video package. I guess he will be returning soon. For I didn't even know he was still with AEW. I guess he's just been injured. I don't know. Yeah, they were bringing left. Yeah, because they were. Gone. He's in uh, Impact right now. Yeah, because Aaron. Yeah, he he resigned. Um, and I think the the champion now, the Impact champion, is now Alex Shelley. Dude, Brian Brian so, yeah. uh, Brian Myers from over on the uh, Major Pod was telling the story because he works for Impact. He was saying that it sounds so fun. They said that they'll watch Dark Side of the Ring and then they'll all go back to like the hotel motel, and it'll be like him. He said it was him, Kazarian. They all go back to the <laughs> to the room and pop some pop some PBRs and claws and talk about Dark Side and like. They'll ask like Bully Ray, and, like because he's older. They'll be like, "What do you know about this?" And like, sounds cool. Yeah. Andy, Andy ruined a good wholesome segment, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, that was like that was a nice story about him. Sorry, <laughs> it's not funny. I just my brain goes dark sometimes. It's who calls it dark Andy, dark side yeah. ring, and dark Andy. No one likes dark yeah. Andy. That's what I also my, always say. Yeah, my father's <laughs> my father's not a uh, a fan of it. No. No, he says. Oh like my god! <laughs> um, sorry, guys. Sorry, fans. Sorry, listeners. Sorry, fans. Um, okay, Mira returned to action and defeated Tony Nese. Uh, Mira looked great. I like this version of him. Um, when I say that, I mean just his AEW version compared to Rusev. Except for I liked Rusev Day, but that was just the character. But he looked good. Yeah, he looks like he's ready. To keep keep on fighting, I still don't care for the redeemer part of the gimmick, but I like his gear and, and the way he he just looks overall. Um, we had a women's tag match: Tony Storm and Ruby Soho versus Sky Blue and Willow Nightingale. Um, also, also, I don't. Did Tim you guys? Just, Tim just. Did you guys see the update where Matt and Nick Jackson changed their Twitter bio to? If this were 2018, we'd already have counterfeit buck shirts available on pro wrestling tees. Yeah, yeah. They, changed it, they changed it that night. Yeah, they would have too. Because that's how petty they are. The cease and desist stuff. Next day, they had cease and desist shirts. Yeah. And the one sweet. Yeah, the one. Yeah, I remember that. Tim's favorite sky blue and willow nightingale though would end up beating uh, uh, Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. Woo! 
She Lord. dates uh, Kyle Fletcher. That just got announced. Was Tim going to do this again like last time? She has an absolute women's match? dump truck. <laughs> she got dumper. No, I said I, it, we're watching the match, and I was like, I was like, I, I thought the match wasn't that bad. Tim's like, I'm like, Tim. Everyone seems to like her, and he's like, you know why? Because she, she's got a fat ace. <laughs> right from his wife. She's uh, she's also from Chicago. To quote, to to quote Is somebody, tell me when I'm telling lies. When I'm telling <laughs> lies. Um, we had an acclaimed segment with uh, Daddy Ace and. I mean, part of it, they talked about the upcoming Father's Day, which would have been, I guess, the next day, right? Yeah, because of Saturday, yeah. Um, are they still going for... Yeah, I mean, they do a quick promo with Tony Schiavone. Um, I, don't, I don't really know what the purpose of it was. They talk about Father's Day. Billy Gunn shows off his new shirt. That well, I think the, the purpose was just because they're going still going for the trio's tag titles. Well, that was my and next question. Now. Are they still going for it? Yeah. Um, so, real quick, before we get to the main event, like, JR is taking time off the heel. If you notice, he sounded very tired on commentary. Yeah, he also had Apparently, a black Apparently, he took eye. a bad fall earlier in the day. Yeah. Um, so, maybe that's something to do with it. But he, the, the announced team was supposed to be um, Nigel McGuinness, JR, and. Kevin Kelly, I believe. Yeah. Kevin yeah, Kelly they did pretty well. I, I liked Nigel. I feel like I haven't heard Nigel commentate in a while, so I kind of liked him. So he used to be the NXT UK commentator. Yeah. Then he came back for ROH, but I don't know if he was a permanent in this ROH stuff. But I like Nigel. Oh, yeah, he was. No, he was NXT also, though, for a little bit before going to NXT UK. Yeah, yeah he was in the main NXT, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like him on commentary actually a lot. All right, our main event though was Bullet Club Gold, Jay White and Rock Hard, Juice Robinson, and Samoa Joe versus FTR and CM Punk. What you guys think of the match? It was a great match, I thought. Did Punk look rusty? Did he look good? Do you? No. No. I think he looked really good. I thought he looked good. Like those, like I was saying, like before He's we started, I think to Andy, I was like, those neck breakers that he does, like when he gets the hot tag and he does those spinning neck breakers, those are like the perfect neck breakers I've ever seen. He uh, he he looked like so, he was he was leaner, and looked like he was in like good, like almost like fighting shape. Full yeah. shape. Um, so during the match, though, the big story in the match was Punk and Joe. It had been almost two decades since they shared a ring together. So it felt nope. big once they finally were face-to-face. It was. The crowd was chanting, And so did those shit. chops that Joe gave them. Oh, the crowd was chanting, holy shit. Joe uh, would end up not only chopping Punk during the match, um, but he would also chop Dax Harwood, who had stiffs, who has stiff chops, but Joe's are even Joe's- harder-looking. And you know what's the Joe, funny? I'll, Joe would no-sell no Punk's chops, which is hilarious. Yeah. I love what Joe does is when he's chopping, like when he was chopping Punk, he's like talking shit to him in between each chop to him too. So it makes it that much more intense. Well, right before they like locked up slash yeah. started fighting each other, you could hear him like both like looking at each other doing like the 
mother effer like under their breath and then they like yeah, ran, yeah. then they ran at each other and started being like and both started like punching each other. So <laughs> one this is going to be their his first big feud supposedly, right? I think so with Samoa Joe. So I don't I don't know how they're going to make that work like as why, but I'm sure Punk will figure that out. Um Punk and FTR had gear that referenced Pride Month. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool. I actually really liked it, though. I was surprised. See, Punk had the fist on the back of his, and then the whole time I was like, "Does F- I thought FTRs might just say FTR with the same colorway. But they also had Punk's fist. Yeah. On the back, uh, the crossing fist. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, so I enjoyed their gear. Um, they would end up winning in the end. I believe Punk did a go to sleep on who was it? Juice Robinson. I think so. Yeah. I told Tim during the match. I was like, Juice Robinson better take the the <laughs> yeah. yeah. This. I yeah. did like seeing uh, Jay White and CM Punk in the ring. That was one. Of the yeah, things I was they could have for. a really good feud later on. Kinda, yeah, kind of a weird clashing like of White, worlds. Man. I liked it. Yeah, I like Jay White. Uh, at one point. Um, Punk was on his knees and Jay White had the gun to him and was like, so you're the best in the world? And then they went at it. it, Well, it just felt very like the past versus the present because like Jay White, the New Japan Bullet Club stuff is like very or was very like current. And Punk was like something that I liked a lot like 10 years ago. So it's cool that like it's the meeting of the worlds. Basically, it was pretty sweet. Felt like a multi. So the end of the match. Wrestling multiverse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So to be specific with the ending of the match, though, Samojo had Punk in a rear naked choke while FTR was being held back by Juice and uh, Jay White. Cash uh, would be able to free Dax so he could go and break up the submission, which would lead to Juice Robinson taking the Shatter Machine from FTR. And then the GTS from Punk would give CMFTR the win. So overall, I thought really good. Debut episode of, of Collision, fun main event, some good matches on the show. Very yeah. good opening of the show with Punk. Um, I mean, look, you hope that every Collision moving forward will be, you know, at least on this level. But, you know, they had a lot of big things on the show that it's going to be hard to replicate. So, um, yeah. yeah, overall, I really liked it. Sounds like you guys did, too. Yeah. I love that. Hopefully, yeah, just like like you said, hopefully this sh- the show continues like this. And, I mean, to be honest, like, they can just drop Rampage now. They don't Please. need that. But I was telling Tim this when I was over there. Collision now is going to have to compete with every WWE pay-per-view once a month. Oh, yeah, Saturdays. Man. Wait, aren't, wait don't they do – they don't do Sundays at all anymore? Uh, no, not really. I mean, Money in the Bank's a Saturday. Oh. Yeah, it's going to be rough weekends for them. <laughs> Once a month. Yeah. Look, I mean, you're going to have their loyal fan base, the people that want you to pick a side that are just going to only watch AW, but I'm sorry, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to watch the pay-per-view over a um, two-hour televised yeah. show. Yeah, because I mean, either either way, I'm gonna record one or the other. And Those just are gonna watch be them. watched. I'm just I'm gonna pick the pay-per-view. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. The pay per view is once a month. Yeah, that's true. So, um, 
Yeah. And uh, so next week, before Tim gets us out of here, next week we will be talking about Forbidden Door. So that will be the uh, the big part of the show that we cover. Um, but Tim, yeah, take us out. Um, real quick, uh, is Forbidden Door on a Saturday or Sunday? Forbidden Door Sunday. is Sunday, June twenty fifth. Mm. Uh, you guys want to go to Cablar that night? Mm. If it's open, I think it is. That sounds good. Finally, They're open Sundays. Finally, do the. Are you gonna give them a shout out? Yeah, we'll give them a shout out for sure. Cablar Meats, okay. Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Go eat there. It's delicious. Um, yeah. I'm down for whatever. All right. Yeah. Don't worry, Andy. I know you. We'll be at home in time for the show. Andy's like, will we be home in time? <laughs> um, and he's dude, like, we I gotta. Just want, I just want you to cut my hair and watch the show on time. That's all I care. About. Aren't you staying over? Man, Andy. Fill my. Be- yes. Fill my right. belly. Cut my hair and. <laughs> oh, all right, Andy. And he only has a few demands. I'll, I'll pay for the pay per view. All right. Well, just that a few. works. Just take care of all of his needs. I'll buy your dinner. How about that? Um. All right, well, if that wraps it up, we will join you next week for episode 89, where we will be talking about Forbidden Door and apparently eating delicious, fresh burgers. So that'll be uh, that'll be fun. Um, let's see. Uh, classic show of the week this week is WrestleMania 29, but only because this is a CM Punk theme week, and WrestleMania 29 is Undertaker vs. Punk, which is a phenomenal match. Get on the peacock. Pull it up. Go watch that match. It's a classic. The cock. The cock. Go get the go get on the cock, and uh, pull it up. Uh, it's a great match. And uh, yeah, that's the uh, homework. The rest of the show is good too. But you know, since was, this was kind of a CM Punk's return, and we've talked about a lot of Punk matches and done a lot of shows, I I think this is a good one to do and uh, ranks up there in the top five matches of his for me. All right. Well, we will see you next week with episode 89 back here on the PW Fan where we talk all things pro wrestling. Bye-bye, everybody. Enjoy your week. Have a great one.